Like the old saying goes, better late than never. That is right, people. This is Variety Bites. I am Sean Williams. I am back. As the Aerosmith song goes, back in the saddle again. So, got a lot to talk about, a lot of catching up to do. So, let's get right to it. Well, it looks like despite negative reviews and criticisms from social media... It looks like Venom's actually going to top the box offices this weekend. Now, I saw the movie on Thursday night. I didn't love it, and I didn't hate it. To me, there was too much time spending on Eddie Brock before he became Venom, which felt like that was what the whole first hour of the movie was, and by the time it got to Venom, there wasn't enough. Now, here's what I will say. Do I wish the movie was rated R? Yes, I do. Was it weird seeing a Venom origin without Spider-Man involved? Of course it was. But, it is not that bad. As a matter of fact, I really don't... I really took it with a grain of salt when people said that it was Catwoman-level bad. That's a little extreme. To me, that's like saying... That's about the same as saying worse than The Godfather Part 3... And that's really just, that's just too extreme to say of how bad a movie is. Now, as far as, um, yes, for those that haven't seen it, there is a post credit scene, or at least mid credit scene, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but let's just say it's definitely sold me on a sequel. And when you see why... You'll know. Elsewhere in Marvel news, October 19th is when Daredevil Season 3 premieres, and the latest trailer has now officially confirmed. Season 3 not only will have the Kingpin out of jail, but he acquires a new ally to try and take down Daredevil. And it's one that we've been wanting to see for quite some time, Bullseye. I mean, at this point, well, look, Iron Fist introduced Typhoid Mary. You can introduce Bullseye and Daredevil. Besides, it doesn't get bigger than that. Bullseye has always been Daredevil's deadliest enemy. And one of the deadliest, if not the deadliest assassin in Marvel Comics. So, I like that they introduced Bullseye, and I'm I'm liking even more that we'll probably see the Kingpin more dangerous than ever in that series. And Vincent D'Onofrio is really just... He's, without question, probably my favorite villain in the Netflix Marvel shows. And he just breaks down the Kingpin to a, to a science. And really, of course, Kingpin had, always had to be the constant in Daredevil because he's basically to Daredevil what the Joker is to Batman. More than just rivals or enemies, it's more of like two sides of the coin. That one can't exist without the other. 
And I think that's what I always admired with that dynamic. So I'm looking forward to when that series premieres, and I think it's something that a lot of people have been looking forward to. So it hasn't even officially premiered yet on the DC Universe streaming service, but Titans apparently has already gotten a Season 2 renewal. And, you know, I don't know what to think of it, but from what I've seen with the trailers, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. I mean, you have Robin actually looking like a badass, even saying, even dropping an F-bomb talking about Batman, so... And it's violent as hell, so I'm willing to give it a shot. And sidestepping from from superhero news for a moment. I gotta admit, I'm a fan of the Murphy Brown revival. Reason why, and most of it is because of the journalism major in me. With all the attacks that er, that the army of flying monkeys in the White House, all their attacks on the press, calling it fake and God knows what, to me, this Watching this series is like, to me, it's the equivalent of the press saying to all those attacks, F you. And I like that. Now, one revival, or, well, revival now turned spinoff, The Connors, the closer it gets to the premiere of it, the less I care. It's nothing against the cast members or the crew or anything like that, but I'm not going to be able, even with her gone, I'm not going to be able to look at that series without thinking of that crackpot that is Roseanne. Which, side note, Kanye West reportedly has deleted his Instagram and Twitter accounts. I say good riddance to bad rubbish. Now if only Roseanne will do the same. But as far as how that show's going to be, I don't know. I don't know if it can really do as well without her, but at the same time, I'm... I think they probably should have just let Sleeping Dogs... or just let that show just walk off into the sunset. Speaking of something that should walk off into the sunset, (laughs) Damon Wayans has now apparently quit the Lethal Weapon series. This is after they fired the actor who played Riggs on the Lethal Weapon series due to on-set drama between the two and between that actor and the crew of that, that show. So, seriously, you ought to just let this one just fade out already. You are not going to be able to do a Lethal Weapon series without having... Riggs and Murtaugh in it. I mean, it would... Truthfully, it would be about the same equivalent of doing Rush Hour without the characters of Carter and Lee. I mean, they already tried a Rush Hour series with two other actors playing those two characters, but they came to find out without Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan, nobody wanted to see it. So... This is one that Fox ought to just let just fall already. Elsewhere with TV show news, 
the creator of the Vampire Diaries, the originals, and now Legacies, has confirmed that we will get one answer that some people have wanted to know since the end of the originals. The, the fate, or really afterlife fate, of Klaus and Elijah Michelson. So reportedly, we will get that answer in, in Legacies. Truthfully, I never needed it. I was content with how it ended, and I thought that, you know, just let how it ended speak for itself. But so many people are just have been moaning and groaning since the series ended, and saying that they they should have included that. How are we supposed to know what happened to them after they after the end of that series? Well, now you have that answer. So enough already. So you can stop your little boycott of I can't watch Legacies because of how the originals ended. Oh, stop whining. Anyway, back to some back to more of the superhero news. You know, I never thought that I would be looking forward to the Aquaman movie, but after the last two trailers, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I think Jason Momoa is getting a bad rap for playing that character, because I honestly think he'll do a good job and that Justice League never really showcased what he could do as that character. But, from what I've seen with the trailers, I think he'll pull it off. Okay, and yes, the other reason I'm going to see it is because Amber Heard is in that play in Aquagirl. And yes, that means that that I will usually watch just about anything that has Amber Heard in it. And I'm one of my saint, of course I'm not going to deny that. But in all seriousness though, I think this movie is going to do for the character of Aquaman what the Wonder Woman mo- the Wonder Woman movie did for Wonder Woman. And not I mean not that Wonder Woman was ever in 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 a bad place, but I'm just saying that it it was so far of the DC movies its best one, and this could now very well be up there. And if this one works, here's hoping that Shazam will do the same thing next year when that comes out. And with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break, so we'll be right back right after this. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brian H. Waters, host of the Wrestling Room. And you are getting the raw, unfiltered opinion of Sean Williams. Now back to Variety Bites. And we're back. One thing I've been, during the last, uh, or at least this past week, got the new iPhone XS Max. Gotta say, I'm having a ball with it. But I've said this to people that I care about, or all the people that know me, that... I'm looking to hang on to this thing until it's a complete flat line on me to where it just doesn't work anymore because I'm not the... I realize at my age that I'm not at that... I'm no longer in the... in the age where I can go and change iPhones every two years or whatever that I just need a long break from doing that. Besides... It's hard for me to imagine that Apple can do anything that would top this. I mean, what's next? Make a phone that's got a terabyte hard drive on it? 
Well, then again, stranger things have happened. So, of course, we had the uh, um, more superhero news. They released the trailer for The Dark Phoenix, the next X-Men movie. And how I felt about it, like I kind of, like I had said about Venom, I didn't love it and I didn't hate it. I mean, here's the thing. I've enjoyed the last couple X-Men movies. I liked first, I loved First Class and also Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. I felt like it revitalized the X-Men franchise, but more importantly, it didn't focus on on one individual like the other ones did basically on Wolverine. Not that it, that was a bad thing. Hugh Jackman was a badass as Wolverine. But it felt like it focused on the team as a whole. So that's why I've actually enjoyed the, the last couple X-Men movies. And as far as this one goes, I'm a little skeptic only because I remember the last time they tried to do a whole Dark Phoenix storyline was X-Men The Last Stand, and that was a just... That was just a disaster. But again, considering the cast and the crew from the last couple X-Men movies is in this one, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt and hope for the best with it. Chris Evans announced on social media that he just finished with Avengers 4 and that he is now officially done as Captain America. You know, I don't know what Marvel's going to do after the, la the next Avengers movie, but it definitely has a end of end of an era kind of feel to it. And regarding Chris Evans, he has done a phenomenal job as Captain America, and I don't think I can imagine anybody doing better than he did. I mean, yeah, I know in the comics that Bucky Barnes became, aka the Winter Soldier, became Captain America for a short time, and so did the Falcon. But I don't know, just the way Chris Evans played that character, he just, he just brought that character to life in so many ways. But then again, I mean, for a lot of them, with that, the characters they played, I mean, Hemsworth as, as Thor, and of course Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, which playing Iron Man helped bring life back to him. But, um, I don't know. It's kind of up in the air what Marvel does after the next Avengers movie. Of course, one that seems to be in jeopardy right now is the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. Because, reportedly, it's not just Dave Bautista that's saying he may not want to do the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie with James Gunn no longer directing. But apparently, it looks like the whole cast is now saying they don't want to do it. So, I gotta say this to Disney. Are you really gonna tell me that this is less costly than just rehiring James Gunn. Just rehire him. You're throwing away a lot of money if you actually, if you keep this up. And then you have to throw out more money if you actually try to recast, and there's no guarantee that people want to see it if you recast the Guardians of the Galaxy. And furthermore, having to halt construction on the Guardians of the Galaxy themed ride that you were going to do for the Marvel area at Disneyland and Disney World, you can't tell me that this is costing less money than rehiring him would. I'm not defending the tweets that got him in trouble in the first place, but I'm saying that 
it was years, it was many years when he was, well, naive and when he was, well, kind of stupid. And you're going to tell me that this is worth, look, let me make no mis- mistake about it. I have a love-hate relationship with Twitter, and I feel like of all the social media platforms, it's probably the biggest cesspool of social media. Because I feel like nothing but negativity happens on that. But, again, for Disney, it would be less costly if you just rehired James Gunn, and then, you know what? do one more Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and then you never have to do another one again and never have to work with him again. It's that simple. I mean, at one point, you were consi- they were considering throwing out the script altogether because he wrote it. Seriously, that's just too much. But again, I don't know anything about how about that industry. I don't know anything about working in there. But, it, again, I just don't see how this can be less costly than, than, not, than just rehiring him. I just don't get it. One of the things I'm excited about this week is, of course, most of my shows start to come back, including The Flash. So, this week, The Flash returns, as well as Black Lightning, Dynasty, Riverdale... And Supernatural. So, and of course next Sunday we have Supergirl, and Monday is when Arrow returns. Now, which one am I looking forward to most? Honestly, I would probably have to say Flash and Supergirl the most. Legends I kind of have to wait a little bit more on until it comes back. And Legacies doesn't premiere until the 25th. And as far as Arrow goes, I just feel like that series is not this season's not going to get interesting for that show until Oliver Queen's out of jail. And I'm hoping that they can still explain to me why he's in jail when right now the whole thing just screams double jeopardy. But the only upshot is that the idiot writers on Arrow are fi- are finally gone. And speaking of the CW, reportedly, they want to actually do a reboot of the failed series, The L.A. Complex. And TV.com was reporting that it was the series was good. Well, let me ask you this. If The L.A. Complex was so good, then why was it canceled after five months? And not only that... But its premiere what actually set a record for the worst ratings that that network has ever had for a series debut. So, it doesn't matter who you recast for this series or what new approach you take for the L.A. Complex. As far as I'm concerned, bringing that show back with a new cast and new quote-unquote direction is basically like moving dog crap from the front yard to the backyard. And by that I mean that no matter where it is, it still stinks. And last but not least, it's the fall, so that means Dodgers are in the playoffs. LeBron is, and also in basketball, LeBron has officially made his debut as a Laker. 
And he seems to, for the most part, most part, it seems he's silenced all those people that were so hell-bent on just dumping all over the fact that he was a Laker now, saying that we don't want him here, which are fake Laker fans. Or, okay, not fake Laker fans, but not true Laker fans that wanted this. But, clearly he found the way to actually shut them up. Win. There's one un if there's one underlying truth about Laker fans in the city of L.A., this town loves a winner. And the more he wins, the more the more people are gonna those same Laker fans are gonna be loving him. And as far as the Dodgers go, look, am I happy about where the, the position they're at right now? Yes, but at the same time, my celebrating will be saved for when they get to the World Series and when they win it all. Which I really hope happens this year. Anyway, that's going to wrap things up for tonight. I want to thank you guys for listening. And I apologize for the absence, but things will be back to normal this week. I'll be back same time, same place. And like I said, make sure you check out or subscribe to this show on iTunes. And also check it out on Podbean. And it's also available on YouTube. In the meantime, this has been Variety Bites. I am Sean Williams, and I am out of here. Trust in my powers right from me. Just like a criminal, but I won't have it. I'm not flying into your arms.